last week on the Appalachian Liturgy Podcast. Okay, welcome to the Appalachian Liturgy Podcast. I am Justin Stacy. I'm Revan Brick Ashley. And I'm Justin Bowling. And today we are honored to have our guest, Christian Taylor. Well, so uh, the reason that you guys know me, like you said, is because you've heard me on the Holy Post podcast. And the Holy Post podcast is a podcast that I've been on for about nine years with Phil Vischer, who's the creator of VeggieTales and What's in the Bible, and most recently some uh, pretty... um, controversial videos on race in America and uh, abortion and the history of evangelicalism in America. And so my grandmother would end up playing in the kitchen with the cook's daughter. The cook was Marguerite Chandler. And so my grandmother and Marguerite Chandler, who was black, grew up in this little logging camp together. And as my grandmother got older and once she got married and had a child, she had Marguerite come and work with her in her home as the help. And I don't know if wow. you've ever seen the movie, The Help, yes. but that really was my life uh, it, to a T, honestly. And my husband made a point of being like, you're going to vote for him, aren't you? Just because he's a Republican, you're not able to. And I never voted a dem- for a Democrat until 2016. Do life's greatest questions seem like a mystery? Well, we're probably going to talk about it here at Appalachian Liturgy. Important questions like, are you a Jedi or an Imperial? Is oatmeal actually a breakfast cereal? Is a Catholic weekday really called a ferial? Did you know that Mr. Rogers was Presbyterial? So join us as we have a little fun talking about Well, I just, I hope, you know, I feel like the pandemic has been so wonderful for shaking up the Christian church in so many different ways. The pandemic Mm -hmm. in connection with our political cultural divide at the moment um, is, is really forcing us in a lot of ways. It's, it's revealing the fissures that were already there. I talk to people a lot about um, what's happening politically and culturally is no surprise to me because even though in my hometown we have moved beyond those initial days in the 70s of desegregation um the attitudes remained and there was everything was spoken in whispers and i said this on another podcast i was on the other day we used to have not we i didn't actually but my my mother and my sisters they had nigglet dolls little black dolls that they played with that were and that's what the little children were you know affectionately called um and i think back now and that's just horrific uh you know Mm -hmm. can you imagine little black girls having little white babies as collectibles i mean it just i don't know it's just terrible but but my point is i just think i've forgotten my point what what (laughs) what we're talking about uh, uh, COVID in- increasing the fissures. I call it a catalyst. I think uh, COVID was a catalyst to what was already happening. It just made it everything happen yeah. faster in a in a more yeah. Time. Well, and I would say the reason I say it was exposing fissures is that 
all of those attitudes that they had in my hometown or in my own family, like they have just come out now. Now everyone's free to speak mm -hmm. those out. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they're just, there's just no repercussions. I mean, even when I was growing up, it wasn't overtly, it was all said in whispers and everything was fine as long as everybody stayed in their place. Mm -hmm. Right. The, if, if you stayed on your side of the tracks and I stayed on my side of the tracks and and you did your job as, you know, a maid or a butler or a garage man and I did mine as running the bank and we're all happy go lucky, then everything's good. But people still had the same attitudes then that they do now. And I just hear all of my friends, family and relatives just say them out loud like it's OK. So the home, the, the hometown that, that I'm from, um, we, I went through the same type of thing. Um, and I didn't see the overt race racism as it, when I was growing up, I didn't think I was racist at all. Um, I was somewhat exposed in high school to other types of people. Um, so I, I felt like, you know, I, I'm good. I'm, I'm good on that. But, uh, my class ring, my senior class ring, I put the Confederate flag on it and, um, my Probably clarify that's your school's. That's mascot. my school. Just mascot. Do it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. wow. Yeah, it is. The, there won't so, be two doors with them. We, right there. Yeah, we have yeah. we have the uh, uh, General Lee as the, the like the actual mascot, but then the Confederate flag is the flag of the school. Um, that's like Ole Miss. That was the same with Ole Miss. Yes, yes, and it's still that way. And you know the thing is, is the demographics is it was ninety nine point nine 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 percent white in my hometown, like. I don't remember a single black person, a black kid growing up. I just, I just don't. Um, now, after I graduated, there was a, a, you know, a black student there, and 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 people would actually, people would actually make a, a big deal that oh, this kid supports it and he's black, so what, what's you know, there, there's obviously nothing wrong with it. But in my mind, he's just doing that because he's wanting to fit in, right? Yeah. Well. Uh, you know, that was the same thing. I mean, it was the same Confederate flag issue in, in my home state. Finally, this year, we got a new flag. But I remember growing up myself being like, why do they want us to change our flag? That's yeah. just our flag. It doesn't mean anything. Well, no, of course, it doesn't mean anything to me. But yep. it certainly means some, something to those people that were, you know, tr dominated by it. I mean, you know, we just only see things through our own perspective and it's so difficult to step out. You know, if you've never met somebody from a different culture or a different race mm -hmm. or a, any sort of different persuasion, um, you know, once you meet them, it's one thing. But once you actually extend friendship and you become friends and you get to know their culture, yep. you know, only then do you begin to question the attitudes and beliefs that you've held. It breaks down the tribalism that you, you that you have, yeah. you know, in, that's ingrained in you. And I love Sky's uh, series right now. He's going through tribalism. Oh yeah. And uh, and he, he talked about the the most. This is on his devotional. Of, yeah, with with yeah. Uh, God daily. Uh, with God but he, daily. he talked about the most dangerous type of atheism, and basically it's it's Christians who are pretending, going through the motions. Mm -hmm but not really Christians, that's dangerous. Yeah. Um, so, well, and you know, that was came from Martin Luther King. And what's yes. so fascinating is we've been reading, you know, his um, sermons from a Birmingham jail and some different things from like 1950, you know, mid 1950s. And it's so prescient, like what he, get this under control and live what we say we will, this is what we're going to become. And this is what mm -hmm. we have become. Um, 
yeah, it's just, it's, it's heart wrenching to me to see that. And I'll tell you, I was talking to Sky yesterday in this Christian ass thing about how do we, now I think that there is a swing to the other side of, we can look at other people who have these divergent, you know, political views or cultural views or Christian views. And let's take the Capitol insurrection as one example. We can look at them and talk about how wrong they are, or how bad they were, or how they've perverted the gospel or so many different things. But we have to be super careful not to other them, right? Mm -hmm. and, and sit in judgment on yep. these people without knowing them you know, individually. And uh, I just think that we don't want to swing over that way. And we have to, to go the extra mile to be loving and understanding and inquisitive about why they are where they are and truly praying for them, um, you know, to have some sort of spiritual revelation. Yeah. I was That's talking to a friend really I was talking to a friend recently and, um, you know, she's, she was a Trump supporter on the complete opposite end of where I am politically. Uh, but luckily we've stayed friends and, uh, she, uh, she was talking That's about, a miracle, so, by the way, <laughs> it is, it is right. So, um, she was talking sort of the dynamic of us versus the um and her side versus my side and, um, all of that. And I think I forgot my point now. <laughs> I, I just pulled. <laughs> I just pulled a. I just pulled a Christian. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> I'll remember it in a second. Okay, you were a Trump supporter. You were a, no, you were not a Trump supporter. She was a. She was a Trump supporter, and you were supporting someone else, and you were able to maintain your friendship. Yes. And that's as far as my thought process got. And I got a good <laughs> point too. It's a great. It's a great story. Yeah. See, we yeah. have kind of mentioned. Oh, go ahead, Bert. No, go ahead. You got it. I, I, I was just going to say, we've kind of talked a little bit about that before. And that like, uh, when people talk about, you know, you should love your enemies. It's lots of times people use that as like, for people who aren't actually enemies, like saying like, oh, you should love your enemies and love, you know, immigrants or something like that. But you, we really don't think they're enemies. We really have a hard time truly loving people that we think did something wrong. And so like, I think we have to, like Christian was saying, we have to keep that in mind and make sure we don't like, even though people may have some deplorable views sometimes, we still have to love them. That's what Christ calls us to do. Yeah. I remember my Did point. you remember? Yeah. I did. Go ahead. Okay. So um, basically she was, she was saying, she said, I know your side don't really care because in the, in the past four years, my side didn't care. And, and I, I brought up the point, there's a bumper sticker and I hated it. I hated seeing anyone that had it and it was F your feelings. And that was a Trump supporting sticker in our area, at least. And I, I told her, I was like, that bumper sticker offended me so much that I want to make sure you know that I actually care about your feelings. And I feel like that's, that's just an easy way to reach out to, you know, a brother or sister in Christ that you disagree on everything, really, uh, when it comes to politics, just to show that, you know, I do care about your feelings. I do care about, you know, if you think that there's issues with their elect, uh, electoral system, I, I care about that. I'm going to listen to you at least. Um, yeah. You know. Well, and I think what's uh, what's been so fascinating, um, you know, being with Sky and Phil and working through these issues each week 
is that truthfully, the only way to bridge this divide is to sit down and try to listen to each other and care more about the relationship and the other person than we care about our own political persuasion. Yeah, and that, that, that's true in a Christian faith and a political you know, situation or even a cultural situation. And, you know, I just cannot stress that enough. Like we have to care about the relationship more than we care about the thing. And that mm-hmm. does mean listening to people, loving people. I talked to someone the other day who uh, just, she just rails on Donald Trump all the time and just so angry and in a knot about him and stuff. And I told her that I prayed for him. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what? You know, and like you pray for him to be, you know, dead. I'm like, no, can <laughs> Can you imagine, I'm like, can you imagine what would happen if Donald Trump had a real genuine spiritual conversion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, yeah. What would that be like? What would our world be like if he truly had a complete divine revelation and, be, and transformed his entire life? Yeah, it would change a lot for a lot of people. It would change it would. a lot. Yeah. And and so that's why we we have to genuinely pray for those that we disagree with and don't like, befriend them, be kind to them and um and it's hard a lot of times for sure. Yeah, and I think um we've forgotten how to really listen. So like instead of just listening, we're we're already formulating a response to what we think somebody is going to say. So mm-hmm. when my kids were little and that was a long time ago, Um, one of their core values of their elementary school was active listening. And they tried to teach the kids to actively listen. Listening wasn't passive, but it was an active thing that they had to do. And I don't know that we do that well, or even know how, sorry, the dog is obviously (laughs) wanting to be in the podcast today. Special guest. um, It's live, right? It is. Um, but, you know, I don't think that we, we know how to actively listen anymore. Yep. Yeah, for sure. You know, it reminds me, and uh, you'll have to forgive me for plugging my own current work, but it reminds me <laughs> about uh, what I learned in France. And, um, you know, as you talked about before, I'm the director of a movie called The Girl Who Wore Freedom. I don't know if you can see this, but um, mm-hmm. yes. Yay! It is, um, it's a 90 minute feature length documentary on uh, D Day and uh, the beginning of the end of World War II, uh, but from the perspective of the French. And I went over there in 2015 because my son Hunter was sent there by the Army to represent the 101st Airborne Division in the D Day ceremonies. And when he called me and said, Mom, the Army is sending me to France, I said, We're going to France? And he said, <laughs> No. I'm going to France. I go, oh, (laughs) you just watch me. Um, And I went and in the first 15 minutes, this beautiful French woman came up to him and asked to take a picture. And I said, well, I'll take the picture. And we started talking. uh, And she said that her mother was given a jacket by an American GI in 1944. And I was like, is your mother still alive? She's like, well, yes, she's right here. And here's my father. And her mother was Danny Patrice Boucherie, who was five on D-Day, and her father was Jean-Marie, who was seven. And so I began, uh, that began, that 
introduction and the moment that we met is on our website, thegirlwhowarefreedom.com in the video section. I happened to be filming and, you know, it ends with my first question, which was, what do you remember about D-Day? That moment changed my life forever. And uh, I spent the next four days as their guests of Normandy while they took me around uh, everywhere. And I saw a whole new way of doing life that I had never imagined. You know, here are these people, a godless bunch of people. You know, there's these big, beautiful 1,100-year-old churches uh, that are empty all the time. And I was so confused because this was an incredibly loving group of people. And I saw, you know, if we truly believe that God is love, what I saw there was evidence that God was present. And yet the French people never talk about religion. Like you do not talk about religion and you do not talk about politics with anybody in France. They just don't do it. It's considered impolite. So here I was watching these people not talk about the core things that we talk about in America, but I watched them just lavish love on one another you know, they have these big family meals, typically, where they sit and talk and spend time together, where they help each other out. And then they shed that love all over the veterans and the American. I mean, they treated me like I was, I liberated Normandy. You know, you would think yeah. that I did it. Um, that's just how grateful they were. And I thought back a lot about that. Because what they do is they're, they're looking at the relationships and those are so much more important than bringing in anything that would divide them. And so yeah. they then are friends with all types of people that don't look like them, mm -hmm. you know, that don't necessarily have the money that they have, but they're all friends together. It's a wonderful example. So I made a movie about all of that. You can. I'm so sad. That was supposed to be our date night movie last night. And we oh. couldn't get the link to work. I was so sad. Yeah. It expired. Uh, uh. So I, I did get to watch it. Uh, I watched it last weekend before it expired. Um, and I will say it made me cry. So thank you. Christian, oh, for making you me cry. liked it. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, so the, the part. Wait. The part that really got to me is when uh, one of the, the veterans was talking about wanting to be buried in Normandy. Oh, and, yeah. and the reasonings he gave of them taking care of the graves and then also it being visited and just the honor that he would get. Uh, that was C.O. Bauer. C.O. Yeah. Bauer. Yeah. That hit me hard. Uh, also, the, the, so one, one of your uh, uh, interviews, uh, he's, they said that um, they like to go to, to Normandy to meet the people there because th those people would listen and Americans won't. And right. so, that hit me hard, yeah, too, because I know that's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Well, all of those things that you're mentioning uh, came from C.O. Bauer, who was the 95th Infantry veteran who landed uh, there. Um, and he kind of, he, he says he got his million dollar wound. I think it's on November 8th, 1944, uh, where he was injured so badly, he was sent home. And mm -hmm. uh, he's an incredible man. And he just talked about... Um, 
you know, the lack of respect he experiences here in America. So for clarity's sake, um, not to give you any spoilers, but uh, the first half of the film, we talk about the French people and what their experience was like living through World War, you know, living through four years of occupation and then D-Day. And 20,000 lives were lost in the Battle of D-Day, and most of those were at the hands of the American bombers. And so they experienced incredible grief in Normandy. This is on top of basically being, you know, pillaged for all of their things and having nothing um, for such a long time. And so, but over time, and this is what I was so fascinated about, they had all of that grief and trauma, but somehow by the time I ended up in 2015, there was just this incredible joy and laughter and happiness mm -hmm. and gratitude. And I was like, how did you get from that grief to that gratitude? And how has it lasted so long? And that was what I began investigating. And so the film is sort of my journey of discovery through that. And so the second half, we then talked to the veterans. And, and I was, one French person told me this, who is responsible. She runs uh, Veterans Back to Normandy. Her name is Valerie Cardin. And she said her experience with bringing the veterans back is that when they meet French people, that love and gratitude then liberates the veterans from their oppressive memories of war. And I was mm. like, oh, that is just so poetic, you know, that these veterans came there to liberate them from this physical awfulness. And then now, 75 years later, these French people are liberating these veterans. I mean, how precious is it? And I saw the salvation story. I, I was playing with the idea of like, you know, rescue and reparation and restoration and, you know, reconciliation because they now bring German veterans there and you have uh, German and American veterans who meet together. Uh, I couldn't get it all worked out that way, but it, all of those elements are there because it reminded me so much of the Christian journey. You know, Danny has this dress made out of parachutes that were, you know, used to deliver her and give her salvation right? And so they wear those American flag dresses like we wear crosses mm -hmm. for Christ who delivered us. That's awesome. So I just yeah. saw this incredible story there and felt like Americans needed to hear it. And so the last, you know, four years of my life have been all about uh, making this movie and getting it, you know, out to the world. Well, it's amazing. Uh, it touched me for sure. And I hope everyone I'm else- glad can see it. Um, what, how many awards have you won thus far? You know, I started to count those the other day. Uh, I've, I'm not quite sure. We, uh, I think we're up to maybe, we've been accepted into 15 or 16 film festivals at the least. Mm -hmm. And we've won awards at every film festival, but two. Oh, so, wow. and I don't know oh, what that's... was wrong with those people, but <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've won awards for, you know, our original score for emerging filmmaker, best woman filmmaker, and for, you know, um, best editing and all the rest of them are best, best documentary feature. And we've won two audience awards. So I am a first time filmmaker. I've never done this before. It was the same thing I did with the Phil Vischer podcast where I was like, uh, I have no idea how to do a documentary, but somebody's got to tell this story. So might as well be me. How hard can it be? Right. Well, <laughs> congratulations. And yeah, congrats. Thank you yeah. very much. I will make sure that you guys have the link. To... Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Uh, sorry, sorry yeah. about that. People we can, um, 
yeah, right now, and hopefully you'll put these in the show notes, but right now um, we, uh, we, you can watch it for four weeks for $5. I don't get that money, sadly, uh, but the Flathead Lake International Cinema Fest will benefit. They're a nonprofit organization doing great work. And so um, the, the link for that is on thegirlwhowarefreedom.com slash festivals. And okay. um, you go to that link and you'll see the Flathead Lake International Cinema Fest. And there's links there for you to watch the film through March 4th. And then um, we will be in festivals after that. Um, at, this weekend uh, coming up, not this, we're recording on Saturday. So a week from today, I'm heading to Beaufort, South Carolina, which is in the Sea Islands of South Carolina. And we're going to show the film there. And then after that, uh, we're supposed to be in the Omaha Film Fest, the Thin Line Film Fest, and there's one other one that's escaping me at the moment. Um, oh, I can't remember. Anyway, it's all on our website. You'll have to go there and see. Uh, and uh, but also, I will. I will tell you this. I'll give you a special deal. Um, you know, if people want to watch it outside of those times, if they want to uh, email me directly at christian at normandystories.com i will actually you know give them a link to watch if they would make a donation to our uh our page which is uh the girl slash donate we are really in a tight bind because of the pandemic the only way that we can function is um is through donations and those have died so i would be willing to let people watch for a, a fee i don't know what i would do that for See, i would love to do that because we're starting to open up back a little bit and uh the church put in brand new uh, all this technology it'd be awesome to open that up and show it and and raise some money so I would love that. I, that. We can talk about that offline. I'll make that happen for you. Absolutely. Ya. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. I'll, I'll put all the information in the show notes um, okay. and I'll put your uh, email on the screen as well. So, Super. We'll be good Thank there. you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been great getting to know you guys. Yeah, yeah. this is fun. I, don't, awesome. I feel like we could, <laughs> we probably need another show just to talk more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm welcome to come back anytime for sure you you have an open invitation and uh, i hope we can stay in contact because christian you're great <laughs> so segue appalachian liturgy top five debate to our top five so christian thank you for coming up with our topic for the top five we are doing uh top five world war ii movies and yes, all because of the girl who wore freedom got me into all of these yes. World War II movies. Yes, yes, ma'am. Uh, so you get to go first and start with your number five going down. Oh, that now you're really messing with me. Mm -hmm. Oh, my number five. Okay, so I'm gonna have to say my number five would be the Bridge on the River Kwai. It's a good one. It's a good one. What about you? Does that on is that on anybody's list? Do I need to keep going with all of them? You you will do all of them, and we may or may not comment um, yeah. if we <laughs> agree or disagree. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll do all. Of Hold them. on, I, I want to write them in the backwards order. So give me a second. We'll start sure. over. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so this you won't find this. Uh, 
shocking at all. But Abby and I were debating today World War II mm. movies this morning and before before they had soccer. And um, we were talking about movies that were set in World War II but really weren't around about mm-hmm. World War II. Oh, I'm about to be convert- controversial then. That's, <laughs> oh, that's the most of my list, now. yeah. <clears throat> I only have one. I only have one. Because mm-hmm. y'all know I, this, this, is, so, this is my thing. This is my jam right here. Spoilers. I don't, I'm, I'm not a big fan of war movies. Period. Oh wow! Well, I guess so you're gonna I had, have to fess up had, to that. I had you're to wrong. think. I had to think a lot on this, and um, yeah, so my list is, might be controversial. <laughs> so I All have right. a few honorable mentions too. I know that doesn't shock anybody. No, I have an honorable mention as well. Um, it would be my top one if we were allowed a series. Ooh, my allowed yeah, a series. Because I think I would be number one, too. You could, you could put that as an honorable mention, sure. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. All right, then I'm ready. Okay, go ahead. All right. So you guys asked me to come prepared with my top five World War II movies, which I appreciate. Uh, and so here we go. All right. So number five is The Bridge Over the River Kwai. Number four is the Battle of, well, it's Midway, which is of the Battle of Midway, and the original one, not the latest one. I was going to yep. ask you. <laughs> um, and then fr- the next one would be uh, Saving Private Ryan. And the only yep. reason it's there is because um, it's just too violent for me uh and i have to watch it uh you know i had a friend that finally slowed everything down and made me realize that like things that were getting blown up were dummies and i have to sort of watch it dispassionately but anyway that's a fabulous movie and of course it um covers a lot of what my story started with so um and then uh the next one is the longest day yet another one that takes yeah, yeah it, it people a lot of people never watch that but it is d-day um and it starts uh, on you know omaha beach and my and utah beach and my story starts there as well and it takes into account saint mary glees which is where the paratrooper is on the steeple in the church of saint mary glees and um I'm sorry. I really broke the rules here now that I'm thinking about it. But my number one right now, World War II movie, is Five Came Back. But it's not a movie. It's a series. And I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, I just love it because it, it's it's a documentary series. And it focuses on the uh, five World War II film directors. And so they were all Hollywood star directors that were then recruited into the military that then produced. Um, and so I guess then that, that reminds me, yet another one. Here's another animal mention. Have you guys ever seen Best Years of Our Lives? lives i have not if if you have not okay i'm gonna make this my number one now instead of five came back uh (laughs) because william wyler was a director uh he was a hollywood director that went and um you know what became uh, a film director during world war ii and they did a lot of propaganda films and other things but he lost his hearing when he was recording in like a b-29 bomber i think and thought it was gone forever 
and anyway, he then directed uh, this movie, Best Years of Our Lives. And it is the best depiction I can ever fathom of what it was like for these World War II GIs to come back home. And uh, it covers somebody in the Navy uh, and two people in the Army all living in the same hometown. So it's phenomenal. And then what would be number one if I was really allowed a series is Band of Brothers, of course. And just so you know, uh, episode three, I think it is, where um, I think it's the, it's two and three cover um, what my film covers. And here I'm going to encourage you to go back and watch episodes one, two, and three, because we shoot um, in on Utah Beach, which is St. Marie du Mont, and that is where Braycorp Manor is. Braycorp Manor is the farm that Dick Winters and his guys liberated. And Tom Hanks wanted to tell a specific story about the owner of Braycorp Manor and was not given permission to tell it, but we were given permission to tell it. So in our oh, film, wow. there is he a very- Tom Hanks. <laughs> I did. There's a very special story in there. Um, and- then we there's also Carenton, which is a whole episode on itself in itself, and a lot of our film is uh, filmed in Carenton as well. So there's my list. What do you guys think? And what's Very on yours? Good. Right. It's a good list. It's it's a list. You want to go but next? It's a good list. Yeah. Yes, because you know this is my stuff. So I have a couple of honorable mentions, um, and they're honorable mentions because they really sparked my love for this era and the history and the the struggle, the human struggle and the human sacrifice that, that we saw. So um, my three honorable mentions are Torah, Torah, Torah. Good one. The, the Sands of Iwo Jima and the Fighting Seabees. So those are my three. Those were like sick day movies. My dad's a huge John Wayne fan. And so to this day, I could probably recite those verbatim. So I've never honorable. seen the Fighting Seabees. And my grandfather was a Seabee that was in Normandy. So I'm going to have to watch that one. Yeah, oh, wow. It's a good one. It's a good one. So here's my top five. Number five is Pearl Harbor, just because it's a beautiful film. Mm -hmm. um, four is Schindler's List. Oh, gosh, I can't even watch that. I've watched it once, and that was enough mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, it's, yep. it's heart-wrenching. Um, three is Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Sort of in the middle of your list, like in the middle of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because a lot of it the same reasons. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's kind of soul-shaking. Um, so number two is Dunkirk. Oh, that mm. is a good one. That is a good one. I love, I mean, I, I love just I that the sacrifice and the, the idea of, you know, and I kept asking myself, would I, would I have taken my boat? Like, would I yeah. put myself out there? Mm -hmm. would, would I have done that kind of thing? And then my number one is the original Midway. Yep. Mm. Yep. It's so great. We just watched the original Midway just a few weeks ago um, and compared it to the new Midway, you know, and I, I don't know. I'm still a big fan of the original one. I probably yeah, need so to watch it, it because I haven't seen either. Oh, yeah. It yeah, launched a whole, whole huge project for me when I was in my undergrad, that movie did. And um, I've seen it probably hundreds of times. So when we were watching the new one, I was like, this isn't right. This is so mm -hmm. wrong, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but anyway, so. All right. All right who's um, next? I guess I'll go. Um, and I, like I said, disclaimer, I'm not a huge war movie fan, specifically like real war <laughs> and that fantasy war I'm fine with, but real war, <laughs> I don't know. There's something about it anyway. Uh, so when you see, when you hear my list, 
you're That's defending your list an awful lot before you get I, started. I, um, so this must be bad. Dis- disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my number five is Captain America First Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> So right. I, I love that movie. It is, you know, it's fantasy, but it, it's portrayed in real life. And, you know, so uh, that, okay. that is my number five. Uh, my number four is Pearl Harbor. Because, again, okay. it's a really well-made movie and it, it, it's a good watch. Uh, my number three is Imitation Game. <gasps> that was on my list. Oh, With man, Benedict I do Cumberbatch. love that one. Yeah, yeah that's a great that's, one. That's a really good one. Uh, my number two is Schindler's List. As we just mentioned, mm. and I actually had a question for you, Christian. Um, yeah. The cover of your documentary has the girl in the red, white, and blue dress, and it's black and white. Was that inspired by Schindler's List? You know what? Honestly, I didn't make it. I my partner made it, so it is very possible. I do not know, but that yeah. dress is the feature because it it was made out of American parachutes that you know, landed in Normandy, a red parachute and a white parachute. So I think my partner wanted to show that off a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's a really nice cover. I I like it a lot, but so I seen Schindler's list and and it was black and white and they had the red dress on the girl. And I was like, huh, I've seen this before, but so just wanted to ask you. Um, And then my number one is uh, the boy in striped pajamas. And Mm. that I've watched it multiple times. It makes me cry every single time. Um, so I've never seen know. that one. I'll have to add that I to my either. list. It's on and Netflix it's and it's, a, it's very, very sad. Well, I don't know if I want to watch it now. All right, bowling. What about you? Yep. All right. So, uh, mine kind of switches back and forth between like serious and not serious movies. <laughs> my number five, I did start off with Pearl Harbor as well. Uh, mm-hmm. number four is probably one of the controversial ones in that it's not directly about the war, but it was a league of their own. I do like the movie. Oh, the that's a good movie. That's a good yep, movie. It's a good yeah. movie. It is wartime. So yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, number, where am I at? Four? Three? Three. 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 Is it, is it Saving Private Run? <laughs> it is not, but I must have miscounted here. <laughs> One, Uh-oh. Two. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did. So I guess uh, Pearl Harbor was a honorable mention. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. My number four, I had Patton. Uh, oh, that like is a movie. movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he's a. I am. I am now friends character. with his granddaughter, Helen Patton, who is actually oh, really? in our movie. Yeah, yeah. I also read a book about was him, Marshall, and MacArthur. I think called the Generals, and it mm-hmm. is a great book. And yeah. the actor that plays Patton in there is actually from Wise, Virginia, which is my hometown. So it's kind of a hometown thing too. That's but, cool. But, uh, number two is uh, making sure I'm counting right this time. Oh, no, number three is Schindler's List. Had to put it there. Okay. Uh, number two is the one I probably watched the most is uh, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, <laughs> it's a, like it's a not very serious, not no. uh, yeah. leading up to that, but I love that movie. I love any Tarantino movie. So uh, number one, I had to put Seven Private Run. I've only seen it twice for the same reasons you all were talking about, but it is such a powerful movie that I have a hard yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. All right. I'm sorry about this. I'm going to have to break things up, but you guys didn't have some of the really good ones on your list. So I'm going to have to straighten them out. Nice. Um, So first of all, I don't know if you've seen this recently, but has anybody seen Jojo Rabbit? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You've, 
you've got to watch Jojo Rabbit. It is so strange, but so wonderful. It's hilariously funny and then heartbreakingly sad. Um, So certainly add Jojo Rabbit to your list. It's a newer one. I can't even say the director's name, um, but it is super good. So uh, add Jojo Rabbit to your list. And then there are two that most no one has heard about. And, um, I'm going to tell you about them because they are phenomenal. But have you guys heard of Operation Petticoat? I've heard of it, but I haven't Yeah, I've heard of it. it. So Operation Petticoat is a Navy movie. It's a comedy, and it's with Cary Grant and just about any famous actor from the 50s. So uh, check out Operation Petticoat. And then, oh, my goodness, you've got to watch Father Goose. So Father Goose is another funny one yeah. with Cary Grant, mm-hmm. and it's so, so, so good. And then I want to point you to the Girl Who Wore Freedom um, blogs. So if you go to the girlwhowarefreedom.com, you'll see um, we have a blog section. And my husband, who is a phenomenal writer, uh, a World War II history major, um, and a super funny guy wrote uh, three blogs. One is called 10 War Films That Describe My Life. <laughs> and that is describe his life as married to a director of a film. So he wrote that during my filming. Um, and then he wrote another one called Seven War Movies Not Worth Your Time. <laughs> And let me tell you what he has put on that list. I was going to say, so, hopefully we don't have any that overlap, but we probably uh, We'll see. <laughs> okay, so these are the seven World War II movies he feels are not worth your time. Uh-oh. Fury. Okay. In Sean. The Thin Red Line. Mm. The New Midway. Okay. The New Red Dawn. Pearl Harbor. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wind talkers those are the seven world war ii movies right not worth your time i what i'll say about pearl harbor is i don't think it's one is not realistic that's but, what his point mm-hmm. is yeah. yeah and so abby and i um abby's my youngest daughter who's a huge film film nerd um we debated this morning that we love the movie but could we really do she and i put it in a world war ii movie because it's just it's just cheesy. so much yeah it's cheesy it is but it's fun to watch. So. Yes. Well, so, that's true. So. I recently watched, uh, I guess this would be an honorable mention because it's a pretty good movie. It's uh, Greyhound on uh, Apple <gasps> TV yeah. with Tom Hanks. That's a good one. So, yeah. Just, yeah. Just very, very well done. But I, yeah, it's very, very well done. But I have to say, though, um, that one wasn't as, um, what I loved about it was the faith component of the main Mm -hmm. character and how that sort of drove his decisions. And it really all is about this captain of this, you know, ship um, and what his mission was really the story itself can be summed up really quickly. And so it's powerful when you look at it in that light, but Mm -hmm. it's a pretty slow moving, you know, all in one world kind of um, movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, this has been super fun. Uh, Thanks, you guys, for having me on. I'm really sad that the girl who wore freedom didn't make anybody's list, but, uh, you know. I, I, I was expecting you to put well, it as number one. I thought that's what you were going to say when so you said that you were cheating. I, I, I'm, a pure, I'm a purist in my list, so I was doing movies. I wasn't including anything else, and I didn't realize, you know, we were going to cheat. Documentary. So, yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, 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 hey. Documentaries are considered movies. I know. Thank you it, very much. I'm just, I don't know. I, I was thinking, I guess, purely on, on older Excuses. movies. You're forgiven. Excuses. You're forgiven. To be fair, I'm the only one here that's watched it outside of Christian. So. That's true. <laughs> I was so sad when Stacy texted me. He's like, the link's expired. And I was like, what? That was our Friday night movie. So, I can't. Uh, we're going to have to figure that out because I the link should not be expired. It should still be working. So we so need to figure that out. To, to come up with a final list really quickly, uh, the repeats oh, yeah. that we had, we had uh, we had Pearl Harbor on multiple. Unless Christian wants to veto it, and then I'll allow that. Uh, My husband will veto it for sure. <laughs> or we had Midway on multiple lists, so Midway would be on there. The Schindler's List, the original Midway. Uh, we had Schindler's List. We had Save It Private Ryan on multiple lists. So that's three. Um, what else do we want? Two more. Hmm. I'd have to vote for Dunkirk. I'll, okay. I'll second that. I'll second that. Dunkirk and Captain America? Um, Dunkirk <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm not going to give you Captain no. America. I would either say a bridge too far. I'd probably say a bridge too far. We can do that. Bridge, yeah. Okay. A bridge too far? Yeah. All right. Sweet. So that's our top five. Okay. Uh, Christian, thank you so much for being on. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. It's been great. And uh, you don't know how, how much the Holy Post podcast has changed me uh, as a Christian. It's helped me grow. Uh, I think I discovered N.T. Wright maybe from the Holy Post podcast. And yes. he's one of, one of my favorite theologians. So uh, just thank you. Thank you so much for well, all you your Well, you are welcome. I've been growing right along with you, same thing. And I don't know if you know, but I, there's a version app, and they have a daily devotional every morning. And N.T. Wright is on there like every now and then he'll pop up and do the little video to chat and i'm like oh, oh, cool. oh, oh my really? gosh it's so cool yeah he's such a great great guy but i love hearing him give a you know a talk on the bible because it's like listening to c.s lewis it's just it amazing. is yeah it's amazing all right so, well it's been so nice to be here with you thank you guys hopefully i'll see you again yeah. yep Thanks. thank you all right peace be with right. you and goodbye thank you so much to christian for being on our podcast we were delighted to have her, and we hope she can join in the future. Make sure to check her out on Twitter at Christian's Voice. Also, check out her movie, TheGirlWhoWoreFreedom.com. Also, check out The Holy Post. Listen to the folks that inspired us to do a podcast. They are amazing. If you enjoy our content, make sure to subscribe to our channels. Hit the little bell notification on YouTube. Share our videos, and give us a like, maybe a comment. Thanks, everyone.